Happy Halloween, Punky Peeps! I'm your host, Angela Bowen, and welcome to a special Halloween episode of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day, and I thought in honor of the spooky holiday, I'd review Season 2, Episode 10, Love Thy Neighbor, which aired on November 17th, 1985. At least a couple weeks after Christmas of 1985. All right. In this episode on Halloween, Punky raises the ire of Mrs. Peavy, a cantankerous old woman who lives in the building simply by trying to be her friend. Punky's simply trying to be this woman's friend, and she ain't having it because she does not like kids. And you will find out why later. This episode opens with Henry taking the kids through the apartment building door-to-door trick-or-treating. I think it's kind of cool we get to see some of the other people that live there instead of them all just being anonymous. I mean, I don't think we learn any of their names, but we still get to see them, so there's proof other people live in the building. Punky comes around the corner dressed, I later learned, as Gidget. She was popular, I think, back in the 50s and 60s. That's about all I know about. Of her, whether she might have been in a TV show, movies, maybe. Punky turns around and waves forward the other kids along with Brandon and Henry. We see Cherry come around the corner dressed as Tony the Tiger and Alan, who's dressed as Rambo, carrying a large plastic gun that's just about as tall as he is, with a painted-on beard and a shirt with fake bulging muscles. The kids knock on the door of a of an apartment as Henry and Brandon come forward. I think it's so cute that Brandon's je- dressed just like Henry, complete with jacket, hat, and glasses. The lady who knocks, who answers the door is the sweetest lady asking, who, who are you kids supposed to be? Alan tells her, I'm Rambo. And she says, oh, how did you split your whip, Rambo? And he says, I tripped over my muscles. Ouch, poor guy. Although that does sound like Alan. Cherry tells her she's Tony the Tiger. And the lady says, you're a pretty kitty. And then she sees Punky and tells her that is a perfect 50s outfit. And Punky comments how she looks too young to know the 50s. And the lady gives her an extra piece of candy. And Punky adds how the lady must have been just a baby in the 60s. And Punky scores a third piece. Then Punky tries another compliment, but the lady shuts her down, telling her, Sweetie, don't push your luck. Two extra pieces at one house? Not a bad haul. The lady takes one look at Henry and comments on how, Oh, isn't that cute? You're dressed just like your dog. Like, oh gosh. That was a laugh out loud moment there, especially the expression of shock on Henry's face. Like, uh, that's not really what I was going for. Alan's busy trying to, what looks like, grope his pectoral muscles, but he's just trying to straighten them. Awkward. Punky heads over to knock on the door that reads, No Soliciting. And then below it, in small letters, reads, That means you, bub. Henry tells her to skip that one, as clearly they don't want to be disturbed. Which, yes, you probably should, if they have went to the trouble of putting a no soliciting sign on their door then do not go to it and knock. You're just going to make them angry. We 
we gave out candy the first or second year we lived in the house, but after that, it kind of got to be too expensive, so we decided to just leave our lights off every year. Punky misinterpreting the sign tells him it's just for people named Bub and Knox anyway. That's when Alan tells them that's old lady's pe- old lady Peavy's apartment. Now, how would he know that being he doesn't live in their apartment building? And Punky, Cherry, and Henry do? They don't even know this? And they live there? That's kind of weird. Before Punky has time to fully react to Alan's words of warning, the door swings open and a crotchety old crone who quite honestly looks like a witch and would probably scare small children just by the sight of her. Alright, I want to play this clip and this lady is definitely a rhymes with witch and begins with a B. So I will be right back. Hold it. We better skip that one. The sign says no soliciting. It's okay, Henry. It's only for people named Bob. <laughs> Wait a second. That's old lady Peavy's apartment. Well, and what do you want? Trick-or-treat. And I'm supposed to give you candy. Well, have you done anything to earn it? Answer me. Have you? No. Don't interrupt me. (laughs) You're a pair of miserable beggars. You're just pathetic. Now, see here. Are you with them? Yes, I am. Well, then you better get them out of here before I call the cops. My good woman. I, you have no way of knowing whether I am good or bad, and I'm certainly not yours. Now, get out of here. And you take your twin brother with you. (laughs) Come on, Brandon. This lady looks the part. I mean, she even has a broom in her hand. Her hair is matted and unkept like she hasn't washed it in years. She asks the kids what they want, and Punky and Cherry say trick-or-treat while cowering inside their costumes and mrs peavy is all like and i'm supposed to give you candy then she demands well do you do anything to deserve it when punky tries to answer mrs peavy silences her by telling her don't interrupt then henry barges over telling her her attitude towards the children is uncalled for she tells them to leave, but not before insulting Henry and telling him to take his twin brother with him after noting that they're dressed alike. The kids all converge in Punky's bedroom to complain about how Mrs. Peavy ruined their Halloween. Cherry says, we didn't do anything to her. Why is she so mean? Alan tells her, it's because she's a witch. Well, she's kind of a witch. A kind of witch. (laughs) Again, I say, how does Alan know about this and they don't? I'll give Punky a pass because she hasn't been there as long, but Cherry's been in that apartment building longer, so you'd think she'd know all about who's who and what's what in the building. The girls aren't believing him, and he asks, well, do you know Joey Maloney? And they nod. He tells them, the kid sent a softball through Mrs. Peavy's window, and when he went over to retrieve it from her, he was never seen again. Punky says, I thought he moved to Indianapolis. Alan tells her that's what the story was, but the truth was old lady Peavy cooked him in her oven. Oh, give me a break, Alan. You clearly need to lay off a Hansel and Gretel, buddy. (laughs) Punky and Cherry tell him she has to be stopped. And Henry, er, Alan says we can't stop her, but we can play a trick on her. 
The kids all decide who should be the one to go, and Punky suggests Alan because he's Rambo. Then Alan suggests Cherry because she's dressed like Tony the Tiger, and the job requires someone who's sneaky, like a cat. The, they decide on the famous flying foam, which is a Ziploc bag filled with shaving cream, and you op- you put the open end under the door of the person you want to trick, and then you stomp on the end of it where the foam is, and it goes all over their floor, apparently. Yeah, if they have a gap under their door, I don't know how many really have a big enough gap to do something like that. What she must have gotten from Henry, and she brings Brandon with her. She sneaks around the hallways to her to old lady Peavy's door, or Mrs. Peavy, and is spooked by a lady with a night, uh, she's wearing, like, one of those night face masks, who's basically, she just steps into the hallway to pick up her pumpkin, gives her a dirty look, and then goes inside. Punky finally reaches the door and puts the open end of the bag under the door. Unbeknownst to her, though, Mrs. Peavy is watching all of this from her peephole on the door. And when Punky goes to stomp on the end, that's when Mrs. Peavy opens the door and grabs Punky by her jacket and then pulls her inside. Mrs. Peavy corners Punky and demands to know what she's doing with the bag of foam. Punky tells her, uh, I was going to give my dog a shave. Mrs. Peavy is wise to her game and tells her, no, you are going to give me the famous flying foam trick. Punky asks, how do you know that? Mrs. Peavy says, a kid pulls it on me every year. Punky asks if it would help if she apologized. And Mrs. Peavy says, well, that depends. Are you sorry because you did it, or are you sorry because you got caught? Punky tells her, uh, both? Mrs. Peavy slams her cane down on the table and tells her, well, it doesn't. It doesn't help. Unable to save herself, Punky looks around and tells her, hey, nice place. Mrs. PV is not impressed, saying how, Who asked you? And then she points to the softball and has Punky read it to her. It's Joey Maloney's softball. She tells her that the boy broke her window and had the nerve to ask for his ball back. <clears throat> well, that would be the responsibility of the apartment manager, so probably Henry would have to replace it. It's not like she had to pay for it. Does this boy even live in the building? If so, I'm sure his family would be charged with the repair. She cackles right in Punky's face just like a witch. It's like, okay, now you're just doing that for effect. Then she says, well, that's one ball he'll never get back. Then she looks at Punky contemplating, contemplatively oh, and asks, now, what am I going to do with you? I'd be like, well, you could just let me go before I have you evicted for kidnapping and abduction. The timer to her oven goes off and she tells Punky, My oven is all warmed up. Punky hears the word oven and screams and then gets the heck out of there. But as soon as she's out in the hall and the door slams behind her, she hears Brandon barking and she looks back in fear, choking out, Brandon. I want to play this scene when she is confronted by Henry about her Halloween trick. I'll be right back. Henry, Mrs. Peavy wouldn't give us a treat, so we had to pull a trick on her. Then she grabbed me and started yelling at me. I got away, but she kept Brandon. Let me get this straight. You played a prank on a helpless old woman, you got caught, and then you ran off without your dog. That's another way of putting it. (laughs) Young lady, go to your room and stay there. For how long? 
I wouldn't make any plans until after college. <laughs> what about Brandon? Go to bed. I'll take care of Brandon. And I'll take care of that old bat, too. She doesn't scare me. So in the next scene, she's on the couch as Henry lays into her about playing a mean trick on an old lady and tells her to go to her room, and then she asks, for how long? And he tells her, I wouldn't make any plans till after college. But before she leaves the room, she turns around and asks, what about Brandon? And he tells her, go to bed. I'll worry about Brandon. Henry puts on his hat and goes to head out the door, and when he opens the door, he jumps back in shock and surprise when he spots Mike dressed in a skeleton costume. Mike arrives in Punky's defense and to talk Henry out of doing something crazy like getting in a shouting match with this woman because he's already on edge after Punky's prank, which got him riled up. I want to play this clip of Mike talking down Henry, who's royally pissed off about having to deal with this woman when all he wants... Excuse me. When all he wants to do is settle down for the night and read. Mike's able to convince him to let him go get Brandon, and Henry thinks that Brandon would probably come more willingly to him because he knows Henry more. But he also knows Mike, too. So Mike goes, and I'll be right back. Ah! You know, it's me. Mike, why are you dressed like that? It's Halloween. Oh, right. What are you doing here? Hey, I was on my way to a fine party when Punky called me about Brandon. She called you? Yeah, well, she was afraid to tell you. She thought you sent her to a room and make her stay there until after college. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I told her she had to face the music and tell you anyway. Thank you. So I see you're off to get Brandon back, huh? How do you know that? I knew you were going somewhere. You're in your pajamas and hat. <laughs> what an awful night. Do you know what it's like to walk 12 miles with two little girls, a four-foot Rambo, and a dog dressed just like you? <laughs> no, but... Uh... I'm old. There aren't many miles left in these legs. Well, Henry, I... And just when I think that the evening is finally safely behind me and I'm off to bed for a nice read, I have to deal with this peavy poop. Peavy poop? You know what really bothers me, Mike? Granted, Punky was wrong to pull that prank, but Mrs. Peavy provoked it. That woman would get Mother Teresa steamed. Well, Punky seems to think that she's a witch. Yes, well, I got her straight on that. I told her witches didn't exist. But if they did, Mrs. Peavy has the right face for it. Well, I have a suggestion. Why don't you let me go and get Brandon? Why? Because you seem upset. I am not upset. I am not about to let that cantankerous old woman get me upset. I am above that. Well, that's obvious. But Henry, right now your mood is way south of ugly. If you and Mrs. Peavy get in a shouting match, it'll only aggravate the situation. So why don't you just go in the kitchen, make a nice hot pot of tea, and let me go get the dog? Wouldn't Brandon come with me more willingly than with you? No way. Did you ever see a dog that didn't like bones? <laughs> At Mrs. 
Mrs. Peavy's, she's knitting in her rocking chair, and Brandon's laying on the floor. He comes over and lays his head on her knee. She, not impressed at first, but then gives in and pats him on the head. Like, oh, you, you are pathetic. Like, how can I resist a sweet face? I mean, come on. Everybody loves a dog when they give you those puppy eyes. And they're like, just pet my head, please. I know you're mean and crotchety, but I don't care. Then there's a knock at the door, and it's Mike coming to collect Brandon. But when he comes in and bends down to say, hey, to him, the door slams shut. And my, even Mike is a little freaked out by her place and her. I don't know, but... He wants, you know, he wants to leave. Um, but that what ends up happening is he's able to get her to open up about her past and why she hates kids. So I want to play this clip. It is kind of sad, you know? I'll be right back. <laughs> Begging for attention, huh? Well, you're wasting your time. You're pathetic. <laughs> oh, hate this Halloween stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't you kids have any homes to go to? I'm not a trick-or-treater. You dress like that all the time, do you? No, well, you see, I was on my way to a Halloween party. Yeah, well, don't let me keep you. <laughs> Please, Mrs. Peavy, I have to talk to you. Look, I've got no money, I got no candy, I got no time to talk. No, but you do have a little girl's dog. What do you want? My name is Mike Fulton. I'm a friend of Frankie Brewster's, and I come for her dog. How you doing, Brandon? Nice one. <laughs> uh, I was just going to take him back to her if it wasn't too much trouble, ma'am. And why couldn't she come after him herself? You see, she was afraid that you were... That I was a what? A witch. Silly, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you mind if uh, I turn on some light in here? Nice place. Your little friend is impudent and irresponsible, just like all kids. Imagine leaving this sweet dog here and then sending somebody else to come and get him. Actually, Punk is very responsible. She's one of the brightest kids in my class. I'm her teacher. You teach? You spend all day in a room full of children? Sure, I love teaching. <laughs> You're pathetic. Why do you dislike children so much? I don't dislike them. I hate them. You see that trophy up on the shelf? You get it down for me, please. Yeah? There, up there, yeah. 
bet you think I was always a crotchety old crone, don't you? No. <laughs> now, read the inscription on that. Uh, Kinnison Trophy Company. The uh, other side. <laughs> Pathetic. Starland Ballroom Dance Competition, 1973. Grand prize winner, Isabel Peavy. You were a dancer all my life. I just love dancing. No matter how bad things get, when you step out on that dance floor and the music begins, nothing else matters. Hey, you must have been really good. You bet your butt I was. I'd still be dancing if it wasn't for some rotten kid. What happened? If I told those kids once, I told them a thousand times, don't ride your bikes on the sidewalks. I was heading for the Starland Ballroom. I was wearing my beige chiffon. Shoes dyed to match. <laughs> And around the corner came this kid full speed, and he crashed right into me. He didn't even stop. But the dancing did. So sorry. I mean, what that kid did was terrible. But do you have to blame all children? Well, look, if I needed any advice, I'd ask Dear Abby, not some bag of bones. But, Mrs. Peavy, there are a lot of kids in this neighborhood who could be of help to you. I mean, they could do things like uh, run errands or clean a house and visit. I don't need anything from those ragamuffins, and I don't need anything from you. Now, you take this mangy dog, this Bowser, and uh, get out of here with him. But, Mrs. Peavy... No! No! Stop meddling in my life. I don't need anybody. Now you get out of here. You know what snoops like you are? Pathetic. You got it. So she tells Mike she gets knocked to the ground by a kid on a skateboard when she's on her way to a dance competition and she ends up with a messed up, basically breaking her hip. The kid didn't even stop when it happened. What the hell? I mean, did anyone come to her aid at all? I know back then it was nine, it was Chicago in the 80s, but wouldn't people help someone I mean, that had an accident and fell? I mean, I'm sure this happened on a public sidewalk. There had to be other people around. From the looks of it, she's got no family around, no kids. It's just her. That is, that is so sad. And to just hear that clip when she breaks down to Mike. It's like, stop meddling in my life and this and that. It's like, my God, this woman just, she's lonely. She's angry. 
she needs someone to help her, even though she doesn't want to accept it, but she does. Hmm. <laughs> when Mike tells her that kids aren't all bad, there are some good kids that can help her, you know, clean house, get groceries for her, and stuff like that. She turns on him, telling him to take Brandon and leave. She even tears up, telling him not to meddle in her life. <clears throat> Then Mike tells this to Punky, the story of the kid who knocked her down on the street with the skateboard and didn't even stop to check on her. Now Punky feels even worse about the prank she pulled. So I'm going to play that clip and I will be... Actually, you know, I'll finish this and then I'll play the clip. She wants to help make it up to her and she and Mike go to Mrs. Peavy's apartment and knock. There's no answer, and they turn to leave, but Brandon senses something's wrong as he paws at her door. Mike tells Punky to move out of the way, and he kicks the door open to discover Mrs. Peavy has fallen and is lying in pain on the floor with a phone in her hand. So I'll be right back. And since her accident, she more or less just closed herself in her apartment. Now I understand why she's so mad at kids. And she's not crazy about skeletons, either. Mike, I feel awful. How could I be so mean? Just a no-good, dirty dink-nose. Well, now, come on, Punky. Don't be so hard on yourself. And you're not a dink-nose, whatever that is. And you learned a lesson from it. From now on, you won't be so quick to judge people. Mrs. Peavy sort of reminds me of Henry. I wouldn't tell him that. <laughs> no, not Henry, Neil. I mean, the way Henry used to be when I first met him. Was he a little crabby? He was a lot crabby. Well, he's certainly not like that anymore. No. All he needed was somebody to care about him. I think that's what Mrs. Peavy needs. Could we be her friend? <laughs> Wait a minute. We? <laughs> no way. It uh, was no. just a thought. Oh, come on, you know, I was just joking. Hey, listen, let's go over there right now. Great. All right. How was your party last night, Mike? One first prize for best costume. Is a skeleton suit? That's right, I was the only one that didn't come as Rambo. <laughs> Mrs. Peavy? Come on, Punky. I guess she's not at home. Can we come back later? Sure. Come on, Brandon. What is it? Mike, Brandon wouldn't be acting like this unless something was wrong. Are you sure? Positive. Oh, Brandon. Stand back. Stand back. My hip hurts. Don't move, Mrs. Peavy. I'm going to call the paramedics. Don't move. Can I get you anything? Stay, stay with me, please. Don't worry. I won't leave you for a second. Thank you. He rushes to her side as Mike runs for help. 
Punky asks what she can do, and Mrs. Peavy asks her just to stay with her. Now, it seems like a few weeks later, and Mike and Punky are playing checkers on the couch, and Henry whispers in her ear, <laughs> basically giving her a hint, like how she can win the game, and she makes her move, jumping her piece ac across the board and capturing all of Mike's pieces. Then there's a knock at the door, and it's Mrs. Peavy, but she looks so different. Her hair is so nice and done up, and she's got a pretty dress on, and she's also got a new hip. <laughs> she's changed her ways. She's sweet now and has a fondness and affection for Punky. I want to play this clip. It's so sweet seeing her transformation. Mrs. Peavy, come on in. Thanks. Thought I'd drop in and say hi. Hello Mrs. there. Peavy. I was going to do that to you tomorrow. Mrs. Peavy, you look great. Oh, and I feel even better. All right, everybody, now, now sit down and, and listen up. I've got something to say, and I don't want any interruptions. I never chew my cabbage twice. Yes, ma'am. Uh -huh. <laughs> when I was in the hospital, I got to thinking what might have happened if you two hadn't found me. I could have kicked the bucket. Made me realize how alone I was. Well, you're not alone anymore. You've got us now. The point is that one child ruined my life and another child saved it. I wasted 12 years full of bitterness and self-pity. I, I was a no-good, dirty dink-nose. <laughs> no more. I'm going to start all over. Give me a hug. Come on, hurry up. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I hope I didn't hurt your hip. Oh, heck no. The doctor gave me a brand new hip. I'm going to take it down to the Starland Ballroom and teach it how to dance. The only thing I don't have is a partner. <laughs> uh, you busy tonight, Pops? Me? Uh-uh. Oh, well, I, uh... I mean, why don't we cut a rug together? Go on, Henry. Go cut the rug. <laughs> well... What the hey? Yeah. Didn't you know if we hurry, I think we can just make the conga line. Conga! That's my favorite! Oh, good. She tells him she's heading to the ballroom to test out her new hip and asks Henry if he'd like to join her. And he obliges and goes with her as Mike and Punky play another game of checkers. And Mike's like, well, you know, Henry's not here anymore because so you're pretty much on your own, girl. Alright guys, that's the end of the episode. Time for my Brandon Tailwig episode rating. I'm giving it three out of, or, excuse me, I'm giving it four out of five Brandon Tailwags. One, for the kids' awesome costumes, Rambo, Tony the Tiger, and I don't understand why Punky wanted to be Gidget since she was a popular, you know, popular in the 50s, but I'll give it to Punky. It's cute. She looked adorable. She just looked like some girl's from the 50s going off to a sock hop with her boy. Number two, for Brandon and Henry dressed alike. That was cute and funny, especially when how people reacted to it. Three, for Mike and Punky coming to Mrs. Peavy's aid when she was hurt and Mrs. Peavy discovering that not all children are bad, like the one that knocked her down. And four, for Mrs. Peavy coming over at the end, looking nice, complete with a new look and a new hat, a new hip, and getting back into dancing because she loved to dance. She won an award for a trophy and she's ready to jump back into it. 
I did knock one tail wag off because of the kids playing a trick on Mrs. Peavy just because she was mean to them and ruined their good Halloween fun. Time for Punky's Principles. What I got from this episode. You all, I'm sure, know the saying, respect your elders. Well, honestly, that may have been true way back when. I mean, there might be some truth to it now. But honestly, now, I believe you give respect where it is given. Not because you feel you've earned it due to how many years you've been on this earth. I'm respectful to people, but if you treat me like crap and talk down to me, you better believe I'm not going to have any respect for you. So let's hear some YouTube comments. There's a couple of them. One, that is something we need to remember as adults. The most nasty, bitter people sometimes need the most compassion. And two, sometimes old people are grumpy and bitter because they are lonely and just need a friend or two. Our elders are really interesting if you take the time to listen to them. Sure, they may repeat the same story over and over, but our elders are sweet and kind and caring. All right. I want to give a sincere thank you to all of you guys out there, all my listeners. I very much cherish you so much. And I love that you guys look forward to hearing this podcast every week. You know, whether you guys are listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever listening platform you guys use, whether it's Google Play or um, what's that other one? I can't think of it right now. Oh, well. Um, you know, like I said, I love giving you guys the episode recaps of Punky Brewster every week. Joining me as I go into full detail describing her many adventures and shenanigans with Henry Brandon and her friends, as well as my occasional running commentary and childhood stories. Um, as far as childhood stories, I don't really recall anyone that was a local legend in my town of being known as a quote-unquote witch just because they were mean. Pretty sure there wasn't one. But, um, yeah, I also want to say, yes, I do play a lot more clips than I used to. It's, I'm, it's not because I'm trying to be lazy with the show notes. It's just that these scenes, to me, they're so good. And I don't think I can ever really do them justice by really writing them out and going through them. And, you know playing the scene out so I do what I can but I really just some of these are just so good it's like okay I I can't give it justice I want to play the clip and let you guys hear it for yourselves also if you enjoy this podcast please go to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe so you won't miss an episode also check out my social media sites which are located you can access them on SoundCloud they have links to them um, you can like me on the Facebook Punky Power and unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram Punky PB Podcast and Twitter Punky PB Podcast, or you can email me at Punky Power PB Podcast at gmail.com. I love you know guys. I just love the idea of hearing what you guys think of the podcast, of what you remember and love about Punky Brewster, and maybe how it affected your life as a child, how much he meant to you. If you have children of your own and you're just letting them come into Punky Brewster for the first time, I, 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 lo- I want to hear everything. I want to hear it all. Good times, bad times, whatever you guys want to share with me. That You know, if you want me just to read it to myself, if you don't want me to share it on the podcast, I'll respect your wishes. But seriously, yeah, just um, one last thing. Of course, it's Halloween, October 31st. 
You guys have a wonderful Halloween. You please be safe out there. If you're trick-or-treating yourself or you're taking your children, please, please, please be safe. There are outdoor, um, I believe there are even indoor trick-or-treat things now just because over the years it's probably been getting a little not that safe out there to go trick-or-treating from what I hear. So just, just be careful. Just watch your kids, check their candy. Before they eat it, all that good stuff, all right? Uh, next, next Sunday, I am going to be doing Season 2, Episode 16. Guys, this is a big episode. This is an episode that was actually created from a story that a fan wrote in. It's Season 2, Episode 16, Cherry Lifesaver. You all know it as the one that Cherry gets locked inside an old refrigerator and where the girls learn CPR. So that will be next Sunday. And after that, Monday, I believe, we will be getting into the five-part, very close to the end of Season 2, entitled Changes. It's Changes Parts 1 through 5. I'm doing them all separately. And this is going to be where Punky and Henry are separated once again by Fenster Hall. I hate you, Fenster. I hate you, hate you, hate you. And they have to make their way to each other because Henry's photo studio burns down due to some electrical wiring or something. He doesn't have insurance. And he, from all the stress, he develops an ulcer. He's got to go to the hospital. That's when Fenster jumps right in. I don't know how they learned all this. And they pull her out and put her back in Fenster. Oh my gosh, it is a terrible, terrible, terrible time for them. All right, guys. Like I said, have a great Halloween. I'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.